1: Maybe points. Some welcome to the, the Rugby be Rant be Podcast Show, your, your premium yes. North American rugby podcast, growing rugby, one fan at a time. And welcome rugby fans to episode 110 of the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. And I am, of course, Rob the Hammer Hammersmith. And finally, I get my own show. I am the master of the domain after 110 episodes. And I am so happy that I brought these two guests on with us today. We got some great folks to share the screen with. Uh, We all know Mikey, the grand poobah Parazzini, of course, with the Empire State Rugby, right? And uh, does some work with the Rooney supporters or the um, Rugby New York supporters. And, We have a guest. I can't tell you how long we've been trying to get Wendy Young on the show. It has been far too long, but Wendy Young, um, associated with uh, your Scrum Half connection. I had to get that right. I didn't want to flub it up like I did prior to us coming on uh, the recording. Uh, First of all, Wendy, welcome to the show. It's been uh, uh, about time to get you on. (laughs)
2: Yeah, thank you so much for ha- having me on. I'm really excited.
1: Awesome, and Mike, of course, welcome back to the show. It's always yeah. great to have you on. New season, you know, it's, it's always you know every time
3: I'm like, oh, great, you know, they're they're having me back, so yeah, it's great to be back.
1: And and it's kind of you got like you, you're looking a little like the uh, uh, New England um, mascot. There was a Woody or something like that. You've got the yeah. light blue. You got the oh. you know the 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 mane going on with the beard. I've got unfortunately teams, are you?
3: God, no, no. So, this, this fortunately, I got this uh, sent to me from Australia. Uh, One of the guys that played with me on the Albany Bootleggers is from Melbourne, Australia. And his team that he plays for back in Australia is the Melbourne Harlequins. And so, he sent me a nice Melbourne Harlequins jersey. I'm proud to represent it and proud to wear it. So. Yeah, I'm never never going New England, but uh, yeah, the hair it's getting a little out of control. You know, the beard is getting a little out of control. Growing it out right before I cut it all off. Come, you know, November first
1: for for your nuptials, right? Is that right? Well,
3: well, the the hair is staying for the nuptials. That's that's gonna <laughs> okay. you know, that's gonna stay. But you know, okay. maybe, well, I'll give it time to grow the beard back.
1: <laughs> uh perfect, and Wendy. What are you rocking on your head? I just want to uh, check in and see what what um, you're throwing out there for support. What do you, what is that?
2: I have Bushy. This is uh, Chris, my friend in the Midwest has this company. They make all kinds of rugby gear. They do non-rugby gear stuff to corporate stuff. They're awesome. I've been, they've been my partner of YC since the beginning. So almost 15 years, 14 years, they've been our best awesome. supporter. Awesome.
1: Where are they based out of in the Midwest out of curiosity?
2: I want to say Minnesota. Nice. It's, yeah. He, they do all the tournaments up there. Um, yeah. A lot of college teams, uniforms, hats, shirts, all the stuff you could need for rugby. They're awesome
1: awesome great well we always you know we always like to throw a shout out to anybody supporting rugby um you know so so thank you very much to them for what they do in in the midwest and and of course the support that they give to your scrum half connection so we like that all right folks before we move into the around the pitch segment we're going to hear a moment a word from our sponsors Tidehead Brewing Company is not just Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers. It is also a great place to enjoy local acts performing live music every Thursday and Saturday nights. Additionally, their Wednesday night trivia nights are something not to be missed. Tidehead is located in Mundelein, Illinois and easily accessible for many Chicagoans and it is just steps away from the metro. Owner Brewster and the Tidehead staff are dedicated to ensure your microbrew experience is as tight as their beers. Bruce's love for rugby extends beyond the origin of his brewery's name. Tight Ed is committed to supporting the rugby community. This includes his support for Lake County RFC and our own Rugby Rant podcast show. Tight Ed's tap room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and teammates can meet, socialize, and enjoy the wide variety of brews on tap. Regardless of whether your palate enjoys a good IPA or a dark bale Age brew, Tight Ed can deliver. Hey, Chicago, when you want rugby, Tighthead Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tighthead, it's worth more than a try. All right, welcome back, folks. We're ready to get into it. Um, It's big time now. We're going to talk about what's happening around the pitch, around North America, and we're going to start off first with Mike, the Grand Poobah, soon to be married, Perizzini. So I'm taking a little bit, you know, of a detour.
3: We usually talk about, you know, Rugby Union. I'm going to talk about the dreaded Rugby League. Uh, Right now it's the Rugby League World Cup is going on in England, um, and Jamaica is representing the Americas. This is actually their debut in the Rugby World Cup for Rugby League. So go give it a watch if you want to see what League is about. I've There's a few times I've, I've watched League. It's It's been relatively interesting. Um, it holds that, you know, I've, I've gotten, you know, the ESPN alerts like late at night, and I've watched it and instead of, you know, going to sleep. It's fine. It You know, it's not my not my cup of tea for what I would like to play. But you know what? It's rugby. It's great to see it's going on. And, you know, congrats to Jamaica for making the, you know, the Rugby World Cup, you know, make the Americas proud.
1: Absolutely. Um, nothing wrong with more rugby, more butter, yep. uh, And of course, anytime you get the Jamaicans involved, you know, you're going to have a good time on. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Wendy, why don't you tell us what's going on in your neck of the woods?
2: Yeah, so we're getting ready to hold uh, the seventh annual All-Stars, Senior Club All-Stars for the Women in Texas, in Grand Prairie. We're going to have teams from, obviously, the TRU, Capital Rugby, Midwest, USA Rugby South, Mid-America, Pacific Northwest. And it uh, will be the first weekend of December, and uh, we'll have a, a, a new winner this year. And we're really excited to have all those teams there. We'll stream the event, and then we'll have all the scores and everything on social media as well. Awesome.
1: Uh, two questions for you, Wendy. The number one, where are they playing this event at in case anybody's interested in, in the Austin area and, and can attend?
2: Yeah, we're playing in Grand Prairie, which is outside of Dallas um, at Grand Prairie's oh, uh, pitch. Dallas.
1: OK. And um, and let me know. Send us the link and we'll we'll sh- throw it out there for everybody so they know how they can watch this tremendous event. Again, my mistake. Not in Austin. You're in Austin, but it's going to be held in Dallas. I'm sure Rick Collins will be there. Our good buddy uh, from, um, you know, uh, he, he, you know, he did Texas um, Rugby Monthly, and he's been a a supporter like Mikey on our show a number of times. So I'm sure he'll be there um, if he's recovered from his own uh, adventure down at the Masters tournament in New Orleans this last weekend. (laughs) I just hope he isn't too broken. All right. yeah, so my my piece again. It's it's interesting. We're covering all the gamut. I mentioned that uh, as as we kind of worked on our pieces uh, prior to going to camera. Um, Mikey covered uh, uh, league, of course. Wendy covered um, the All Stars women's All Stars event down there in Dallas. And for those that weren't paying attention, the wheelchair rugby world championships just finished on the sixteenth. That would be Sunday. Quite an event. It started, it was hosted by Denmark, uh, started on the 4th of September, of course, with pool play and then went on into, uh, the, you know, the knockout part of the competition, um, USA in a semifinal defeated Japan 57 to 52. And on the other semifinal, Australia, uh, edged out Denmark by a point 56, 55. So some high scoring games, if you want to see high scoring, a lot of excitement, a lot of bashing of, uh, uh, equipment and and bodies uh wheelchair rugby's your 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 best bet um and then we had a bronze uh final in which japan um won and beat De- uh, denmark 61 to 57 for third place for bronze and australia beat the united states Boo! Uh, 58 to 55, but we'll celebrate all the, uh, all the athletes. What a great sport. It's wonderful. I was introduced to it, of course, through, um, I don't know if you guys ever saw that, uh, MTV put out a movie, um, called murder ball. And, um, it was a great, great movie really designed to, uh, you know, bring down some of the misnomers about, uh, paraplegic and, and, uh, folks that, that are uh, differently abled out there. So it was a great movie. If you haven't, uh, check it out. It's, it's raw, but it's good. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Those are some great things happening in North American rugby. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, some things to, to look back and check out if you can catch them. And some things coming up in December. If you want to check out live stream, we'll post it below. And now we'll take a moment at episode 110 and just hear a word from our sponsors. And welcome back, everybody, to Episode 110 of the Rugby Rand Podcast Show. Again, Rob Hammerschmidt, and I am delighted to have these two folks. Couldn't think of better people to join me in talking about uh, the Rugby Women's World Cup. Um, that's it. We are currently in the midst of pool play, going into the third round. Uh, we got Mike Parazzini from Empire State Rugby. We've got Wendy Young from Your Scrum Half Connection down there in the Austin area, making things happen for world rugby, which we always love. And we're going to be talking about more specifically as a part of the world cup, the United States and their matchup against Japan. Um, This was um, going to be an interesting matchup because we know of course that Japan is, is always going to be a tough opponent. Um, We knew that coming off that loss to Italy, that the United States had something to prove Um, Had to to kind of get things back on track if they had a chance to qualify for the knockout stages. And uh, we know the result of this match um, was the United States 30, uh, Japan 17. And uh, not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to. Uh, I I picked the spread to be 17. I wasn't far off. (laughs) And I nailed the spread on the Canada-Italy match, by the way, just so everybody's aware. So did I. Um, so did you – what what did you have the game at, Wendy? I'm out of curiosity. Um,
2: oh, I don't have it pulled up, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I was spot on. Oh, I was spot on Fiji, South Africa. I got that one perfectly, and then I think I'm off by one or two points on the other two. It was a good week for me. I went from ranked 137th to like 25 or something, so it was a good day.
1: Oh, man, that is a really good day. You jump yeah. up there, you know, over 100. 100 I was one of the got... only
2: ones that picked England to win by 40. Everybody was like, Wales is going to win. And I was like, I like Wales, and I want to go for an underdog, but no <laughs> –
1: Are they out of their minds? Have they been watching the England women play over the last year?
2: I got so much hate on Reddit. I was like, okay. But, and then I went back and was like, who predicted it right? right. (laughs) Right, right, right.
1: Now what, um, what, uh, um, you know, like um, pool are you involved in?
2: Oh, I just play on the predictor, uh, you know, just on the rugby world cup predictor. There's a small group of journalists that do it for fun too. Oh, gotcha.
1: Okay. So there's, from
2: bragging rights going on there i'm sure
1: yeah a little bit
2: <laughs> yeah oh well, it's,
1: can give everybody the english two-finger salute next time around <laughs> all right so um yeah like i said a 13 point differential there at the end of the day between usa and japan uh a uh, real uh real tough one i think it was five to three and a half, so it was a, it was a close match throughout most of it um but we're going to start us off here i'm going to go uh, around the table the other way this time in this part of the rant um, and uh, again, what we're going to focus on here, folks, for those watching, we're going to everybody's going to take a moment to talk about what the United States did well. We'll circle back around and we we'll go the other direction and start off with Wendy when we talk about what the United States needs to work on. Um, what what should they do against Canada? That'll kind of be the third piece. And then, um, what's the prediction for next week when the United States? And Canada square off in the North American grudge match. So um Mikey, Grand Poop Perazzini, what did the United States do well, my man? I I think uh they used their, you know,
3: they use their weight advantage clearly against Japan to their, you know, to their advantage at points. And towards the end of the match, they you know, they were taking the points that they needed. Uh I love Kelter using, you know, showing that she had an amazing boot. Did not i You know, I I follow her. I never knew that she, you know, she had a boot like that, you know, kicking, you know, the hard, making the hard kicks to keep, you know, the the score running up. So that was amazing. Um, And then it it just seemed like they had that kind of that flair in that second half where they were doing, you know, taking advantage of Japanese mistakes to score tries and, you know, create advantages for themselves. And so I think that's what we did incredibly well uh, against Japan.
1: Yeah, I think you hit on some really uh, good high points. In particular, the the play of love Kelter. She's been rock solid in the back in the back line uh, for the first two games. Uh, but I'm I don't want to you know take uh, Wendy's thunder because I know uh, and I'm sure that she follows Kelter and the and the women's Eagles quite closely. Wendy, what do you think the United States did well in that match against against Japan?
2: You know, I think they um, have really changed their attacking style since Rob Kane has become their coach, you know, coming from the Prem, coming over here, and he's brought his good work that he's done over there to this team. They're a much more direct team. Um, You know, in the past, we would really kind of rely on, let's just run around the outside, and we had fast wingers, and now they're really going direct and really using their forwards to, to do that really hard work up front and then trying to make space on the outside. I think our scrums, particularly in the second half when Nick James came in, really made a big impact. Um, I know we want to get players playing time. We want them to feel what an international like is. And, um, but I think that caliber of that front row of Hope Rogers, you know, and uh, jo- Joanna Kalinski and Nick James is is the front row. I don't want to see another combination for a while. Um, and then I think uh, the other. Um, piece, um, Kelter in the centers. I think that's another piece. We've got to have Kelter a little bit closer to the ball. She does a little bit. Um, she, she just more direct running. And when she's in fullback, she's just kind of lost and we don't see her as much. Um, and I think biser are coming in. My Mia, Mia did good. Um, and Megan Foster, I think that we've got good fullbacks. Let's put Kelter in the centers and leave her there.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, I'm going to take a moment too. And I, as much as it pains me to say what I'm about to say, <laughs> I have to give credit where credit is due to the big guy, even though he's not here. Uh, and that is, you know, he mentioned um, after that first matchup against Italy that we've got to get a Love Kelter into that background, pull her up from 15 and put her in, you know, at 12. And, I, Wendy, I think you're 100% spot on there. Uh, that made such a difference in their attack, um, being closer to the play. She can still use her boot effectively. She doesn't – you know, you, we don't have to think about, you know, the 15 is your typical kicker. She can play close to this ball and still manage to use her foot quite um, quite well. Um, so I, I thought that was important, bringing her in. Uh, continued scrum dominance I thought was important, too, a carryover, and they improved their set piece uh, with the improvement in the line-out. I think they did much better – Uh, against Japan than Italy, although I, in my mind, we have to temper it a bit simply because, um, the Japan is is a smaller team and that's not a slight towards them. It is, you know, they're uh, what I I, I heard them talk about 10 kgs on average to a player smaller than the United States. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, you'd hope we'd be able to win that phase at both those phases of play. Um, and I agree, Mikey. I I thought the kicking from Kelter was strong, it led to that, that there was a wiper. Uh, that uh, came from, you know, this change in attack using Kelter, using the centers a little bit, uh, that that they launched their first try just inside the second half. Um, and, and they forced uh, errors with, uh, you know, really solid kicking out of Kelter. Um, I think they drew two really critical uh, possessions in the middle of the field, um, one that uh, an error – and a kick from Japan because of pressure. And the other one dropped in between um, mm-hmm. the 15 and the 14 that were sweeping back there. Um, so I, I, I agree. I thought their varied attack. Wendy was, was really important. Uh, De, uh, De Devo, her inside run at 69.39, uh, 39. That was brilliant. I, yeah. I We want more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right? I like her on the wing. She's in mean, clap coming in was big impact. Like, um, you know he obviously uh, started a strong side and then had some on the bench that could come on and i think they all made really big impacts um so he had some smart subbing that happened as well
1: yeah absolutely all right let's let's kind of work around the other way we'll start with wendy first um what do we need to work on as we look forward to playing our north
2: american rival uh wendy start us off Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is what we did in the Italy game is we had all the possession, all the power, all the momentum, but we couldn't put points on the board. Hmm. And then let's put that into our game with Canada. We need to play with that fervor, that heart, but put points on the board. We've got to produce when it's time. You can't spend 60 minutes in the red zone and not put points on the board. You just can't, right? Um, So I think that's number one for me is take our first performance against Italy. We didn't quite do it in Japan. It took 60 minutes to really get going. Let's put it all into Canada and we've got to dominate that, right? I think the other piece is, we've got to make space for our back three. They're very talented, whoever they are, right? We've got Clapp and Devereaux and Foster and I mean, all these great wingers. They need space though. That's what Woodman has, right? Portia Woodman from the Black Ferns. Yeah. She has nobody in front of her, but grass for days, right? Um, and, and same thing with Jasmine Joy. She had no space when they played this weekend, so she couldn't get around Port Woodman.
0: So they
2: need some space. And then I think the other piece is, is handling. We've got to figure out this, uh, you know, we're um, very often going to the outside center Eddie, and then it's being dropped or we're just at one extra offload. That doesn't quite need to be there. I like the offload game, but let's be um, cautious when we need to be cautious.
1: Yeah. Uh, you hit a lot of great points there that I think are relevant and important for the ladies to improve upon as they head into their matchup against uh, Canada. Um, Mike, what do you have? What do you think the ladies need to work on?
3: I was gonna say, you know we got to get started sooner. Um, that first half, and we were talking about, you know that first that first half score was Japan five, USA three. So neither team was really getting going. And even when you look at you know Italy and Canada, they believe also had a very low scoring, you know first half as well. And so I think the key, yeah. you know going in is you've got to come out strong, you got to come out hard score some, you know, some great tries or a few tries, get points in that first half to kind of, you know, create that momentum going into the second half. Um, It might just be a, you know, a physical thing and, you know, a stamina thing, you know, look at, we're talking about, they really, you know, came, you know, kicked in 60 minutes in. We talk about it all the time and, you know, rugby, you know, it's that last, that last 20 that really separates a, a good team from a great team. USA clearly could step it up in that, in that last, mm-hmm. you know, that last 60 because that's clearly when they did it. It's just, you know, really, you know, coming through, making for, you know, making sure that, you know, that first 60 is good and last 20 is great. Um I think it, it just seemed like sometimes they weren't they weren't gelling, they weren't clicking. Um maybe that was, you know, nerves or something like that, but I think it you know, all the stuff that went well against Italy but we didn't get the win um, and then all the things that you know went well against Japan, which we fortunately did get the win on, um, it, it kind of all needs to come together. And you know, it almost <laughs> seems like we're playing two separate games. Bring you know, bring everything together, and I think if we do that, you could have a very a very strong game against Canada.
1: Absolutely, and and I again, I think there's there's a truth to that as well. Um, some of the things that I thought our mall defense needs to be shored up. Right. I mean, as as I mentioned earlier, 10 kgs per player on average, um, bigger than Japan. And yet there were a couple of malls that we set up that we just should have rolled and they put a stop to us um, or we kind of got in our own way. Right. So that, that's got to be clicking in order for uh, uh, us to move forward into pool play. Um, I thought our defense in broken play was it the first try that Japan scored uh, was, was from broken play. If I'm Mm -hmm. not mistaken, Um, they had some really nice breaks um, throughout the game that stalled due to handling errors that if they could have converted those into points, could have really put the United States into uh, under duress. Um, I think their try at 51 minutes from a break uh, and a, and a penalty um, was, uh, was another example of that. Um, And speaking of penalties too many, right? I mean, First half, I looked at the stats. First half were down by, was it five to three, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. And um, we have given up, I think, um, seven penalties, six turnovers, and I think there were like three handling errors, right? And Japan only had two penalties and I think one handling error. And, and um, you know, it just, uh, I don't know, we need to get a quicker start. I think you guys alluded to that. So, um, and one more thing I'd like to see us improve upon is – um, we need to get quicker ball from the base of the rock. It's it's mm-hmm. still a little too slow. There was one point at which um, I thought that Japan's, I thought they made it a point to disrupt our scrum half, whether, you know, disrupting at the rock by counter rucking or, uh, you know, just getting their, their hands on the scrum half. And it made it difficult um, to, to pass the ball out. So um, those things got to be uh, sorted out in, in order for us to move forward um, in, into the, the pool play in order to, you know, potentially beat Canada. Um, so, so let's talk, um, then about what we need to do against Canada, uh, to, to get a win. And after we do that, we'll just go around and and hit the predictions and what we think is going to be, uh, the, the score of that matchup. So I'm going to start with Mike this time. Um, you know, what do we need to do against Canada to, to get a victory?
3: I think I mentioned it kind of before it's, you know, score, score early and, you know, score often. Um, I don't think we re- we never really put Japan out of the match until the very, very end. Um, and we, we, you know, we kind of, we need to do that early on against Canada. If we want to win, you know, come out strong, score some quick tries, get the ball out wide. We know they can do it. We, we saw them, you know, do that against Japan where they can, you know, feed the ball. We know they can get inside the 22 and, you know, you know, put, apply that pressure. We saw them do that against Italy. Um. But you know, it's just kind of finishing everything together, and so score, score early, score often. And I think, uh, I think, I love Kelter's got to have another amazing match. She's got to come out. I think you know, if she comes out running hard, um, and you know, scores a try, two, maybe three. You know, really, really come out strong, and you know, you know, put put the hurt on Canada. And I think those those would be real keys to success in my my mind.
1: Before I get to Wendy, I just want to take a moment. Um, I, Mikey, I can't say enough about the play of Kelter over the last two games, yeah. and I, I love, I love, love, love Kate Zachary. Captain Kate is awesome, and maybe it's just because I'm biased, because I'm a former and recovering back rower <laughs> myself, but uh, I love watching her play. She is exactly the captain the United States needed. Having said that, she won player of the match, um, against Japan. I thought Kelter outplayed her. Again, no disrespect to Kate. No. Love her. Please don't misunderstand me, folks. But <laughs> I thought Kelter played outstanding, and I think she has another game like she did. Um, the United States could really do well. So let's turn our attention to Wendy. Uh, interested here, what you think the United States need to do against Canada?
2: Yeah, I agree with Mike. We've got to score early and often. I mean, that's just straight out of the box, right? We're gonna to have to take our opportunities when we can. And if that's penalty goals, also, we need to take them. Um, because we've seen several games, Scotland could have beat Wales if they made any of the five kicks, right? So... This is important. Penalty goal kicking is important. I think malls, you talked a little bit about it, Rob. We've got to shore up our mall. Every try Canada scored was from a mall. And it was rocking and rolling right down, you know, just mauling. That is fantastic. So we've got to be able to stop that. And then all the penalties that are coming at the mall. So we cannot get penalized. Everyone's getting penalized at the mall. It's definitely an area of focus for world rugby referees. Um, And then we've got to find a way to stop Tatosi. She's tied with Portia Whitman for five tries in the tournament. We've got to stop that woman. And most of it's from lineouts, but still, she's fantastic.
1: Oh, man, you hit some great points.
2: I'm going to uh,
1: – look, all right. I'm going to play devil's advocate. No disrespect to my uh, to my colleagues on the show. I'm going to throw something out there, and, and I'm okay if you guys pick at, pick at my points. I'm always interested in hearing a different perspective, right, because by no means uh, do I know uh, anything about rugby. So um, – but I kind of w- – when I looked at, at the matches – I, I kind of feel like a the United States needs to play the perfect game to be Canada. Yes, hands down, they yes. need to play yep. the perfect game, right? Um, so that's number one. Let's let's put that on the side and say, okay, let's they're going to do that. Um, but I think maybe they need to slow Canada. They need to slow the game down, right? I, I mean, I know what you guys are saying. If you can get on top of Canada early, put points up, but if you can minimize the penalties, as Wendy said prevent Canada from getting shots at post to kind of keep the board slowly ticking over. And you can create and frustrate Canada by preventing them to score tries, keeping them from getting those lineouts close to your line that allows to get them the rolling mall. You can frustrate Canada to the point where you can maybe cause them to start to create their own uh, cause penalties. And you can start to have an opportunity to kick a goal. I don't think Katorna has been particularly strong at the boot um you know this uh during this tournament um you know i I, I love her she does a lot of things great um but she just in the tournament she hasn't been super with the boot but i'm just thinking if we can slow them down and frustrate them maybe we can you know just put a different spin on this game and maybe cause canada to be under duress. what do you guys think
3: Number require, one. I, th- I think they would require them to not give up penalties that that's that's key number yeah. one um
1: so you don't think they uh, can do that is what you're saying
3: with with the current refereeing that's going on <laughs> I don't think so maybe they, would say that as you will you know some penalties may be a little t- ticky tacky some clearly we you know we commit um and then it also requires them to play basically in Canada's half the entire time or within you know that, that midfield range um, mm. and, and not give up penalties as well. So I don't know if USA is able to do that. Um,
2: yeah. I you know. think they, I, I think they maybe go more with disruption is what I think they focus on. It's what they tried to do with Italy, disrupt the lineout, disrupt their scrum, just disrupt everything. Um, I think that's maybe more the way to go. We, we've never been a team that has been able to be that disciplined for 80 minutes, like play that type of game plan for 80 minutes. I know teams that do um, but that's not been USA's strength and I don't think that what Rob Kane um does also.
1: Yeah, I hear you. That's why I'm interested in hearing some other perspectives. I think that's a that's a good point. It's it's really hard if if you haven't coached the the discipline out, you know, or coached the discipline into the team by this point, uh, it's probably not going to happen uh you know in a tournament like this under a high pressure tournament like this. Although I think that a Kelter um Japan's been effective with the the fifty twenty two, but I think Kelter has the kind of foot to be able to do that, um, which can be uh, can be a point of frustration for the opposition if you can put them under duress by getting a line out in there, you know, inside of their twenty two. Um, but again, that think, would require that. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say,
3: like, you, there are ways to you know to create the you know the distress that I think you you're you're potentially like looking at, you know, if, if we blitz and, you know, make sure that, you know, you know, uh, Canada can't get on the front foot on, you know, their backline attack, you know, if if we make sure we secure rucks and, you know, uh, secure, you know, the guard dog and post so they can't run around rucks, you know, doing a basic, you know, fundamental rugby. Um, If when we do, we get a nice 50, 22 every once in a while, or even, you know, a pinning, a pinning kick to make sure that they've got, you know, uh, a deep fullback and, you know, a wing that's, you know, back there or, you know, semi-back, that would definitely help us out too. We talk about, you know, when when you talk about the expansive uh, movement of our backs, you know, and you give the ball to Kelter, you don't know if she going to kick it, is she going to pass it wide, kind of making sure we pin someone there. I think that's how you disrupt, you know, Canada. It's not necessarily – Forcing them and no penalties and, and stuff like that. It's it's more of making them question their own structure, you know, yeah, their own yeah. structure and how how they want to beat us. Make yeah. them beat themselves that way.
1: Yeah, I I kind of uh, I wrote down some notes. I said you know if if they do go on the attack and try to just play an out and out fast game and 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 um, you know you know uh, it just throw throw caution to the wind. I think they need to use Kelter as a occasionally as a dummy runner to draw defenders. I mean, she she is so strong and physical. Bring her in and then pop that ball behind her uh, into the back line and 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 get it out to our faster, speedier wings. Um, and and on that note, get the pods out there forwards to give you know to attack um, the 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 backs. Canada's backs, you know, are, again we do have strong forwards, and I think it's going to be a this is going to be a really exciting game if you like forward play because yeah. you have two excellent number eights at De Goody and and uh, and Captain Kate. Um, and then you have just immense front rows, as Wendy talked about earlier. That's going to be that'll be yeah. a fun part of this game to watch. Um, but it would be good to get our bigger forwards uh, out there. I, I think we need to get some miss passes. Um, Japan tried to do it a little bit. I think um, Italy Italy is capable of doing it. If we get some miss passes just to to get that ball out wide when we have opportunities. Maybe we can maybe we can get this one out. So let's go around and start with Wendy. What's your prediction?
2: This is a tough one because I have my heart, you know, USA, <laughs> everything. Um, but I have to say I think it's going to be Canada 10 plus 10. I'd love an upset wow. though. Uh, well,
1: everybody <laughs> south of the border definitely would love an upset. So uh, we're agreement there. Uh Mikey, what do you got for a prediction?
3: I think the interesting thing about this this pool with with Italy, Canada, USA and Japan is any team could still beat any team. I think, you know, mm. um Japan, you know, we're never down and out against us. Um between you know Italy losing to Canada, you know, that you know I think it's USA by 5. That's what I'm going to go with. I think Ooh. I think we get everything Rocking and rolling, I I would – That that's what I want. And yeah, no, I'm, I'll just, be, I'm happy to be wrong with, this time. I, I'm,
2: <laughs> I'm gonna stick
3: with, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to stick with my gut, and I'm going to go, yeah, USA by five. I think everything kind of comes together and clicks. Um, it's a must-win game for us. Yeah. And so, you know, coming out firing on all cylinders. And so, yeah, that's what I'm going with.
1: Okay. All right. All right. So we got uh... – uh, the poobah is predicting the upset at, at 15. Yep. Hopefully he has got his crystal ball <laughs> and he is looking up to it and, and predicts this one correctly. But Wendy says, you know, in spite of what her heart says, she's going to pr- pick the United States by 10. I'm going to go, or sorry, you picked uh, Canada, Canada. by 10. Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go Canada by 12. Uh, again, I'd love to see the United States ladies win. I think they have the ability, the physicality, the backline to do it. it. It, but Canada. I mean, it's looking at a mirror. These two teams are like looking at a mirror. They got strong forwards. They got strong backs. They got really good, uh, quality captaincy and direction from their from their captain. I mentioned before. Um, I, 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 I just think Canada is is rolling right now. They've got that rolling ball. Um, and I think they're going to use that effectively. And that's going to be the big difference makers. They're going to put their forwards, you know, uh, you know, take advantage of penalties, kick that ball into the corner and get that rolling ball. Uh, and we're going to see, um, we're going to see a couple more tries out of their hooker. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I want to take this last moment um, to give each of you an opportunity to throw a shout out to any you know, club, any person, uh, any organization, that you want and i'm going to start uh you know the reverse and i'm going to go mikey first and wendy mikey throw a shout out what do you got i was gonna say i'll give a shout out to my home
3: club albany bootleggers um up here we have our now fourth annual bootleggers halloween tournament Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's hosted at the who school which is not too far from outside of albany um it's uh costumes are uh, encouraged for teams. So are our, our te- the bootleggers this year? Have a while costume. they play. yeah, costumes While you play, play. While, you play nice. costumes while you play, it's a team costume. So last year uh, we went as one of the guys on our team, Andy Mack, who's a, a big guy uh, out in here, out in like upstate New York rugby. We all dressed in, you know, ratty <laughs> Ireland jerseys. Cause that's what he wears. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Some other times we've had some great costumes. We went on as uh, the first year we went, we went as a tune squad. So it's a fun time, October 29th in, you know, upstate New York. So if everyone, anyone's in the area and wants to watch some great 10s rugby, come on out.
1: Right, and I'm sure there will be uh, no uh, aftermatch socializa- uh, socializing or anything else. Everybody is going straight home after, <laughs> after the event.
3: yeah. Yes, yeah, mm, no social at all. No, yeah, no grill, no beer. No <laughs> rainbow <laughs> fentanyl, nothing? No. Yeah, nothing, no. <laughs> We don't do that.
1: <laughs> all right. Cool. Sounds awesome. Wendy, what do you got? Take us out.
2: Yeah, I want to give a shout out to all the content creators on the ground in New Zealand. Uh, Stella Mills, Alice Sopper, all of those out there. Um, we're going to be joining you guys on Thursday. We're so excited to be down there. We're going to get to see the quarterfinals um, as well. So we'll see USA versus Canada in the quarterfinals, and then we'll come home.
1: Awesome. Sounds like a great time. And you're going to be traveling down there yourself? Is that is yep. that what I understand? yeah Oh wow! How exciting! I'm incredibly envious, but I w- I hope you have a great time, enjoy yourself, and bring. Uh, hopefully, our ladies can show out there uh, so that you can get it. You can you can watch them live. Yeah, down in New Zealand. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for episode one hundred and ten. I had a freaking great time <laughs> without my 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 partners. All right. It, it's, so, it's great. It's
3: great when you're not getting yelled
1: at. That's right. When I don't have to deal with egos. <laughs> you know i mean the ego's as big as a head so uh and and it was great having both of you on thank you so much for joining me and we're going to take you out of episode 110 we hope you enjoyed it and we'll see everybody at the next